afternoon, everyone. Well, at least it's afternoon for me as I'm sitting down to record this little episode of my podcast, Chatting with the Lightkeeper. I'm Edward, and I will be the one chatting with you for the next little bit. Um, over the weekend, I happened to um, catch a brief bit um, in between channel surfing of um, the, I'm not sure when it was from, but it's it's definitely... It's been a while now, but uh, the movie Tommy Boy with uh, Chris, uh, uh, I can't think of his last name now. Um, anyways, and David Spade. Um, if you know Tommy Boy, you know who I'm talking about. Um, but there is a scene, uh, Chris Farley, that's it, um, where Chris Farley's character, um, I believe his name was Tommy, um, caught David Spade's character, um, shall we say, engaging in a little self-pleasure. And so um, Chris Farley's character, of course, couldn't resist poking fun. I don't think there's, you know, uh, at least in the guy world, anybody that you have a friendship with or acquaintanceship with, if you kind of caught them doing that, um, that there wouldn't be a few subtle jokes. Um, and the one that always kind of stuck with me is the... Um, the, so who's your favorite little rascal? Is it Alfalfa? Mm, I bet it's Spanky. Yeah, and I'm sure I wasn't perfect on the line. Um, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think um, Hollywood acting is going to be in my future. Um, but that little little ditty about the the little rascals and who's your who's your favorite um, kind of made me think a little bit about the lifestyle because I kind of have a joke. Um, and sometimes I catch some heat for it, and I might catch a little flack um, after this podcast um, because there's a label within the lifestyle that I, I just don't don't care for. And today I'm going to talk about it and talk about it why and and, and why I don't care for it. Um, so the the joke is that um, I will amongst lifestyle friends um, who understand me and 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 where it's coming from, but. When I see somebody who identifies as an alpha, um, rather than alpha, I will refer to my favorite little rascal, and that would be alfalfa. So rather than be an alpha dom, I will jokingly with my, my friends call you an alfalfa dom. So if you're not offended by that, great. Hopefully maybe a few of you even chuckled. Um, so I want to just try and explain how I feel. And once again, this is just my opinion. And, you know, just that good old reminder that how you practice the lifestyle and the title that you find works for you, and the role and how you define it that works for you is, is fantastic. Um, but I just want to share some of my concerns with the, the alpha label. And in fact, um, on the male side, um, um, and that would be the alpha dom side, and I'll explain why I said the male side, um, when I firmly believe roles, you know, any person who identifies can be, you know, any role. Why I, I why I said that, because it you know kind of sounds sexist. And that's one of my problems, I think, with the alpha. Well, it is one of my problems with the alpha dominant side of things, but we'll get there. Um, uh, it's almost always uh, made up of men, heterosexual men, who are looking for females to be their submissives. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of is sexist. The alpha dom is a guy. Um, yes, I'm sure somewhere out there, 
there is somebody who is not a heterosexual man that identifies an alpha, as an alpha dom, but I haven't found him. And um, it doesn't mean they don't exist. I'm sure that they do. It's, you know, especially with the internet and all, everything exists. If you look hard enough, I just haven't looked hard enough, I'm sure. But the vast majority of these, these alpha dominants are men. They are straight men looking for females to um, be their submissives. And these guys always kind of remind me, going back to another old movie, Revenge of the Nerds. Um, if you remember... Uh, Going way back, the um, the fraternity of jocks. This is sort of sadly how these alpha dominants typically come across. And yeah, um, a lot of them brag about like it's a requirement that um, their baloney pony is above a certain size or width or however the significance of. Um, a tinky winky, um, you know, somehow like the size of the tinky winky has to do with their gifted God's gift of being a dominant. Uh, yeah, I, I've never understood that one, but, th but that's seems to always be part of the, the alpha dom mythology. Um, and the other thing, of course, since, since they're men and talking about penis size, what comes next? Well, that comes their sexual prowess. You know, not only are they, you know, gifted by God between the legs, um, they are gifted with using their gift. Um, and, and in fact, there, there, there's uh, an alpha dominant that I saw where uh, he explained that um, uh, to his little, you know, minions of mini alphas, that um, if you ever have a female partner sexually who has complained that they've really never been satisfied in the bedroom, um, that's because they've never been with an alpha. And that's a good thing for you as an alpha, because you are going to be just, you know, like God's gift sexually to her. And, and I just, you know, excuse me, the, this lifestyle is about, you know, trust and leadership and, and all these wonderful things. And, and, and yes, Sex can be a wonderful component of a loving relationship, but yeah, uh, not like that for this lifestyle for me. Um, the other other things that you know, the alpha dom, uh, wealth and power, uh, you know, are like a requirement to be an alpha dominant. Um, and for me, the size of somebody's bank account shouldn't have anything to do with um, how good of a D-type they are or whether they're a bad D-type or average, mediocre, you know, or, or whatever. It shouldn't have anything to do with, um, you know, how many zeros or lack thereof of zeros are in one's, you know, one's bank account or their portfolio or any of that stuff. Um, and, and also very much related to that is is career choice um, you are limited if you are an alpha dominant on your careers i mean you have to be a successful white collared you know person to be a alpha dom you know sorry you built a great business as a plumber and you started out as you know 
yourself and your pickup truck and you've grown it into, uh, you know, a company that now, you know, covers the whole United States. Yep. Nope. Sorry. You're a plumber. You're out. You know, your office is not on the top of a skyscraper in a corner where, you know, with glass, you know, floor to ceiling mirror or not mirrors. Uh, that would probably be the office bedroom. Sorry. Um, but, you know, they don't have the, you know, the Florida ceiling windows to look out across the metropolis and out across the office where they can, you know, order their minions around. You know, that that's a component. It, it's, you know, it's just blah. Because once again, what somebody, how somebody makes their living it doesn't relate to the role in the lifestyle. It just doesn't. Um, finally, here's the other part of it. I mean, you have got to be, you know, Biff the bodybuilder to be an alpha dom. Uh, you have a dad bod? Uh, sorry, you are not able to be there. Because, you know, the alpha dom has got abs of steel. And they go to the gym. And remind me of those guys at the gym that always grunt every time they lift. And it's just, ugh, drives me nuts. But it's another part of it. And I will say this. Yes, I do believe if you are our dominant, you need to take care of yourself. I am not saying you need to be Biff the bodybuilder. I certainly am not. Um, you know, my body is far from perfect. Lord knows not only that, I have, you know, some uh, insecurities with it. I'd love not to, but hey, I do. I'm human. But yeah, physical fitness, I mean, to the extreme, if you will, um, from my perspective, is is a requirement for the alpha dominant. And, you know, as I thought about this more and more, I always kind of feel that the alpha dominant, the guys that are taking the I am an alpha dom uh, label, it's, they're trying to market themselves. More than anything else, they are trying to stand out from the crowd you know, with all these wonderful things, you know, that an Alpha Dom is supposed to have, you know, a ginormous Todger, ginormous bank account, abs of steel, successful, you know, all these wonderful things that they supposedly have. It's just marketing. They're trying to separate themselves from the sea of dominance out there, of other dominance, of other varieties, and just try and set themselves apart and kind of, by marketing, put themselves on top of their created pyramid. And since we do live in a copycat world, you know, I'm sure the first guy who went out there and said, I am an alpha dom and thumped his chest, um, he found success. And so he told a buddy and his buddy told a buddy and suddenly we have alpha doms galore because successful things lead to other people following right along and trying to, to follow them to be successful. So the other thing that I've found with the Alpha Doms, since we're marketing and they're, you know, talking about all these things that make them great, but have no actual, in my opinion, relevance to the lifestyle, more than anything, they're hiding behind their dominance or their Alpha marketing title, the fancy pantsy marketing title. Because they have some major insecurities. I truly believe that that when you see somebody, see a guy, once again, we're talking guys. When you see a guy who's trying that hard to stand out 
from the crowd rather than just being themselves. You know, hey, this is me, like me, don't like me, I'm me. To me, that that exudes more dominance than the guy who's trying to thump their chest and stand out from the crowd that way because I think it shows something special about a person when they, you know, they accept who they are, their flaws, their insecurities, have them, know they have them, we'll talk about them. And if somebody doesn't care for them, that's, that's okay. They don't have to be on top of a food chain that they created to place themselves there. So it's just, it's a, the alpha dominant title for me is a huge red flag because typically the things that they are claiming that make them stand apart from every other kind of dominant out there, you know, from daddies to my, you know, just plain Jane dominance. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, it's a, um, it's a crutch for their insecurities. And therefore it is a, uh, it's a big red flag for me. So that's just my opinion there. But um, since I've shared my opinion on, on the alpha dominant, well, you know, just like everything in this lifestyle, there's a flip side. Um, so before we flip the tables and talk about the flip side, I need to take a short break, um, share with you a message from my sponsor, and we'll come right back, and we'll talk about the other side of the the alpha world. So I look forward to chatting with you again in two minutes or less. All right. Welcome back. Um, thank you for sticking with me through the little sponsorship message there. Um, anyway, um, now it's tar- kind of time to get into the, the fun side, the, the side of the equation that uh, I, I think if I'm going to ruffle any feathers, this is going to be the the side of the coin where the, the feathers do get a little, a little ruffled. Um, since we were talking about the alpha dominant, of course, the flip side is going to be the alpha submissive. And I am willing to bet that a few of you listening, um, probably more, maybe even more than a few, um, do either identify as an alpha submissive or you've kind of kicked the idea of identifying that way around in your head. Um, so I want to talk to you about why, in my opinion, um, alpha submissive is, is not the title to take, but once again, everybody walks their own path and their own journey in this. So I'm just sharing, you know, sharing my opinion and my thoughts. So, um, that's, that's all it is. Do what works best for you. Um, the alpha submissive label really first started kind of floating around the wonderful world of the kinky internet in about 2015 ish. Um, and it's kind of, well, it it hasn't kind of, it has steadily grown in the number of people that are taking alpha submissive as their, their identifier. Um, so before we get into what an alpha submissive is, let me just share with you what kind of my broad definition of what a submissive person is. Um, for me, a submissive is a strong person who has or seeks another strong person to lead them in their relationship. And the submissive chooses that person and chooses to allow them 
to lead the relationship. Um, now, the kind of the identifiers, and and for this, I've gone to to alpha submissives, reading some of their posts, um, some of their memes, and and those who've kind of written on it. Um, what makes an alpha submissive? Um, so they typically will say that the alpha submissive are people who are, um, like the alpha dom, successful in their career. Um, or, for example, people who that um, would appear to the vanilla world as never choosing to follow another person's lead. You know, they are strong, capable people, which is just exactly what my definition of submissive is. Um, so some of the descriptors, the five most common, like, descriptive words that um, that go with alpha submissive that I found are assertive, competitive, direct, independent, and this one is always going to be, this one's kind of the fun one, um, opinionated. Um, and that's how I kind of think that there's going to be some feedback for me on this podcast because, you know, opinionated people. Um, and obviously we're kind of going to have to agree to disagree a little bit. Um, but those are all things that that go with being, in my mind, being a submissive, being assertive. Um, in my past relationships, yes, my partner in the past, you know, they've been submissive to me, but doesn't mean they weren't assertive with me or wouldn't speak up when, you know, hey, um, you're going to look like an idiot if you do that. Um, or, hey, we better not do that because, you know, they have no problem being assertive. Um, they, to the outside world, would never have imagined allowing me to make the choices that I, I did for them. Um, competitive, I, to a point, um, you know, competitiveness all kind of varies on the person. You know, some people are very competitive by nature. Um, they just are. They're sporty people, or maybe they like to win at board games or cards or trivia, whatever it is. Um, you know, various people can be either competitive or not. You know, there are dominants out there who are really not that competitive. You know, they they could care less whether they win the next round of trivia or, you know, they win game night or, you know, they they may not even be sporty. So competitive, yeah, you know, that kind of all depends on the person being direct. Um, I think anybody in the DS lifestyle has to have some directness in them because there are times when there are going to be direct conversations, hard conversations, and you need to be direct with it. I'm not saying you need to be a, be a twat waffle about it, but you need to be, you know, you can be direct and still be kind. There are times, no matter what side of the slash that you're on, you're going to need to be direct with somebody. So yeah, that, that comes into play. Independent. Okay. It kind of gets to maybe the root of some of the alpha submissiveness. They're independent. Um, whereas the people who are choosing to be alpha submissive see, and I hate to use this, but the only word that's coming to mind is, is those who are, who allow life to kind of steamroll them. 
is like they're submissive competitors that they're somehow better than than that because they you know they're independent they're not dependent they don't need a dominant they choose to have a dominant if they have one it's their choice they don't need it because they are independent and can take on the world and its challenges all by itself just when they have the right person they will choose to submit to them okay yeah once again our definition of submissive is 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 the same it just doesn't have the you know the alpha or since you know i made the joke with the the dominance i don't make it here it doesn't have the alpha label attached to it we're, we're talking about the same the same thing here on the submissive side um the the other thing is a lot of the people who i, I you know identify like i said before you know they're not they they feel that a traditional submissive, I guess, if you will, or a non-alpha submissive is somebody who kind of lets life steamroll them, knock them over. You know, they can't, they can't do it because they're not independent. They just, they, they, they depend on somebody to get through life. And the, the alpha submissive, you know, they are strong and they're capable and they choose to follow the leader that they have picked. It's not because they need a leader. And to me, somebody who needs a leader is really not necessarily submissive. Um, if you can't, you know, if you if you are dependent in life, you that in my opinion, you just you're that's just who you are, and and you know, this lifestyle really isn't a fit for you because if you're so dependent, you're going to take whatever dominant comes along who tells you what to do because you're so dependent and if you don't have somebody you can't handle life and and you're not making submission a choice and and for me submission and dominance is it's it's all about making choices and choosing so the other thing just like the alpha dom was very sexist and it was you know men seeking women the alpha submissives are women seeking guess what men um you know it just it kind of flabbergasted me and in pretty much everything you see will be identifying the alpha submissive as a woman there's not um once i didn't find a alpha submissive male i didn't find somebody who identifies you know as something other than the other than you know female taking taking this and and when i say female being you know cis actually you know it's just so it, it's there's it it sort of smacks of of sexism and in in a way that old ugly myth that and you see and you see this old ugly myth everywhere online especially on on kink friendly sites you'll see it everywhere and it drives me bananas a real man will do or if you're a real man, you must be in charge. That real men are real man malarkey. I mean, there are people out there who have seen their memes and stuff. I'm not a real man because I don't have a beard. Yep, imagine that. Don't have a beard. Yeah, I'm clean shaven, shave my head, shave my face. Um, I have all my hair on my head, all my hair on my face. I just shave it. It's me. It's what I do. Um, but you know, because I, I don't look like I am a cast member from duck dynasty. I'm not a real man. Um, I'm not a hunter. 
Therefore, I'm not a real man. You know, I we can go on and on with the list of what makes or doesn't make a real a real this or a real that. But uh, in a way, the the alpha submissive thing is propagating that malarkey that real men, you know, must be in charge in a relationship. Well, what does that say about a man who's submissive? You know, what does that say about a switch who's a guy? He's not a real man because you know he he doesn't want to doesn't want to lead the relationship because that's just not how he's wired and he's come to realize that that you know he is submissive uh just just it's then that drives me nuts and it's and it's you you can't escape it you know anywhere in the lifestyle is is the real the real man or a real submissive or a real dominant will or a you know, a fake dominant will do. It it's very it just drives me bananas. Um in the in a way the alpha submissive label being women seeking to serve men is is propagating that old myth that that, you know, man must lead relationship. Thumb chest. Uh. Um the other thing that I see and it's very common with those who identify as alpha submissives, they are one of two things typically either newer to the lifestyle or they don't have much in-person lifestyle experience, meaning they may have been around the lifestyle. They may write about the lifestyle. They may podcast about the lifestyle. They may blog about it. And I'm not saying that they're not intelligent people with great opinions, great ideas, and great things to share because many of them are. Um, but they don't have the in-person experience. And there is a vast difference between living a DS relationship versus one where it's sort of um, nights and weekends, you know, kind of the, uh, well, I can come, you know, visit the, you know, second and third weeks of the month, weekends of the month. And, and while we're together, you know, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, we'll, we'll play DS house. And then we go back to you know, online and text messages. And, and there, there's a vast difference between actually having a real world relationship versus, you know, the online or the, uh, the part-time DS relationship. And all those are great if that's what, what you, you can have, or that's what works for you. I mean, life is not easy. It's not conducive to, to perfection, but there is, there is a difference between the, internet DS, the way it feels, the way things happen and how things flow versus what happens in real life. And a lot of times the alpha submissives are, are typically lacking that real world experience. Um, and also just like on the dominant side, it's, it's marketing. I mean, the alpha submissive is right away, you know, kind of saying, Hey, I'm an alpha submissive. I am a better submissive than just plain Jane submissive because, you know, we can go back to our little list. I'm assertive. I'm competitive. I'm direct. I'm independent. And hey, I'm opinionated. Let me tell you. Um, and let's, and that's great, but that's, that makes you a submissive. All those, you know, all those things are, they, they make you just, I'm sorry. They just, you're a submissive. Um, so it's, once again, it's marketing and, the other thing I did, because I know that um, 
you know, my opinions sometimes are, are unique. And I, I was just curious, um, you know, I've been around for a few rodeos and, and I've made some friends and acquaintances, um, in real life that, that also are involved in the lifestyle. And I was just, I've reached out to them and kind of get their opinions. Um, and these are people that I would consider veterans. And in fact, a few of them, um, are more mature than me, um, and have leveled up age-wise more than I have, um, and have seen so much more than, than I have. Um, and they also kind of shared the same opinion that I, that I have that once again, the alpha label is, is kind of, um, you know, it's kind of like the old Roman soldier carrying their shield. Um, and it's that shield to kind of protect them from having to share their, their insecurities. And so I'm thankful that I wasn't alone. And I, once again, I know some of you folks listening along at home or wherever you're listening, um, will disagree with that. But, but that is, that is also something that especially, especially amongst people who have, have seen, you know, a few, uh, lifestyle rodeos, um, kind of see it as a, um, you know, an insecurity shield. Um, and another thing, um, that I, I thought about as I thought about, you know, many of the people who take alpha submissive and, and the fact that there's often a lot of, um, inexperience, um, with, with those people who choose that label is that, they are kind of taking the alpha label because while they do indeed, you know, want to submit to an amazing partner that they pick, um, they also might still be, since they're new exploring, there's very possibly could still be some bit of dominance inside them. They want to, you know, they want to kind of control, they want to lead a bit too, they don't want to just sit back and submit. There's there's a little bit of that. I want to lead um, in there too, and that alpha kind of allows that to um, to kind of manifest itself. You know, it's you know I have I have leadership in me too. I'm not just submissive. I wanna I want to lead too, um, and that leads me to wonder. And this is just conjecture on my part. Obviously, there's no statistics or you know any way to really analyze this, but um, one of the most overlooked, especially when you look at places where people who are newer to the lifestyle go, um, it seems like there's pressure even from within the lifestyle, from just how it's structured to either be dominant or submissive. But we know that there's a, there's definitely, you know, there's other roles. There's, there's tops you know, people who like during play to be dominant, but perhaps outside of the play realm, they don't want to be dominant. There are bottoms who want to, you know, the opposite of the top. Um, but the other, the big role that I think is often overlooked is, is that of a switch. Um, somebody who, you know, depending on, typically depending on who the partner is, what the partner draws out of them. They could be submissive to this person, but this other person, you know, they are, they would be very dominant with. It's just how the personality clicks and meshes. And being a switch doesn't mean you have to be poly. I don't want to imply that, you know, you have partner A who you're 
submissive to and partner B who you're dominant to and and you know switches you have to have multiple partners no it it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way in fact it's not often but but typically switches will kind of depending on the vibe and how things click with a partner will their their role could change or perhaps they are you know with another switch and and how things evolve between them determines their their role um it a switch doesn't mean and and I think sometimes people who are new somehow think switch is like an indecisive lifestyle role that, um, you know, okay, on the days where they wake up on the left side of the bed, that that means they're submissive. And when they wake up on the right side, that's their dominant days. And it doesn't work like that. Um, you know, once again, normally it's based on the kind of the energy or the vibe between between people and how it, what, what clicks. Um, and it doesn't mean that, well, I can't pick a side because, you know, I like this, so I kind of like the submissive side, and I like that over there, so I'm kind of the dominant. It doesn't mean that you can't pick. It doesn't mean you're indecisive. It, in fact, I would think that a switch would be very much more, possibly even more in touch with themselves and what's going on in their mind than than many dominants and many, you know, pure submissives are because they have to be in touch to understand their themselves and and how that that dynamic plays out so i think rather than kind of be hidden or misunderstood if you are newer and you're taking the alpha submissive title because you know you kind of do have that i want to lead too you know i don't want to just just you know you know be led i want to lead too maybe maybe consider that that switch might be you know might be something to uh consider or look into um and you know i think some of the alpha submissive labeling might be people that that might actually fall in you know as a um as a switch um and finally because it's ds there's there's really no hard and fast rules but since we've talked about while the alpha label is something that that I do do see kind of as a warning flag, there there are places where I will admit where if I see the alpha label used, it's it's not a warning flag. In fact, it tells me something different. Um, and that's in, within the lifestyle. There are many relationships where there's a hierarchy, um, and I don't mean you know that in that relationship where that person's dom and that person there is submissive. I don't mean that like as a hierarchy, but typically these are relationships that involve multiple partners, poly poly relationships or, or even groups of lifestyle friends. Um, you know, if they're, they run say, for example, in a pack, you know, somebody in that pack, maybe, maybe a leader of the pack. Um, so if you see, Things where like alpha submissive used in a in a poly relationship, it's it's the it's being used to define the pecking order of the submissives that are underneath the the dominant, and the same with those who are you know in a oh, a primal group or you know are running in a pack. Um, oftentimes those identifiers 
you know, you'll see an alpha used there because they're identifying kind of how the leadership role within their group flows and is set. And so there it makes perfect sense to me. And it's it's not a warning. It's just, you know, this group is expressing, you know, this group or this relationship is expressing the hierarchy that extends, extends within their group. So, you know, for me, that's, that's something that makes perfect sense and is perfectly fine. No issues there. Um, and I know that that, you know, we just talked about alpha submissive and alpha dominant, but I kind of want to flip back to one more thing about the alpha dominant before I wrap up. The alpha dominant often has to be seen as, you know, he's the leader of his friends. He's the leader of his peer group, you know, in family circles, he's the one who, you know, leads the family get togethers. It's always his idea to do this and it's his idea to do that. And, the more you kind of think about it and just kind of roll with me here, what do we call people that everything has to be their idea, their, you know, their choice, their, you know, they are number one. And if you don't agree with them, um, things are never their fault. They never make mistakes. They always blame somebody else. Um, and if you're their relationship partner, they'll probably blame you for their mistakes. Um, what do we call these fine pieces of um, uniqueness? Narcissist. Um, and it doesn't mean that every alpha dominant is a narcissist, but it is kind of a huge, it, it's a narcissistic red flag. So just kind of keep that in mind too. And I'm sorry I didn't include that you know, before the break when we were talking about alpha doms, but it just kind of popped in my head as I was about to sign off. So anyways, I just wanted to end by saying that I understand that people will see things differently than I do. Um, and that's perfectly fine. I'm just sharing my thoughts, kind of food for thoughts. If you do identify as an alpha, either as a dominant or submissive, um, that's fabulous. Um, I just hope that, you know, you might take a, take a minute and evaluate, you know, why you, why you think you, as you do. Um, and remember what works for you is great. There's, there are wrong ways to, you know, get your kink, but choosing to identify as an alpha dominant or submissive, hey, that, that's not a wrong way. That's just what's right for you. Um, you know, obviously we're not going to see eye to eye on it, but that's one of the wonderful things about the lifestyle is that we can agree to disagree. And um, anyway, yeah, I hope everyone has a wonderful October and I don't hope, you know, I, I don't wish that anybody is having a scary bad October. So I hope everyone's October is off to a scary good start at this point. And I look forward to chatting with you in a few weeks. Thank you for listening. I'll talk with you soon. <laughs>